Blog Talk Radio. Looks like we're having some technical difficulties. The music is not working. I, I do not know why. But um, good morning. This is Weekend Sports Huddle, um, along with uh, Dave Holcomb. Tom Pollan could not be with us today. He is tending to some um, other matters, but um, they are more important than this show, which is good because Tom, you're gonna do great with the what's going on, and we're all we're all cheering for you, man. Don't worry. We have a very big packed show today. Um, we're going to start off with um, the NHL trade deadline. The, uh, the Penguins made a massive trade with the Ottawa Senators and the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday. And they ended up improving. They got Derek Broussard, and it was very complex. We will definitely uh, tell you guys about it, uh, about how, just how it was ridiculous it was. Um, we'll also get into some Pirates talk. They, uh, for once, made a good trade. Um, I think a lot of Pirates fans were caught off guard, and I'm sure we'll ask our Pirates guy, Dave Holcomb, about that. And then we'll also get into some college basketball, another scandal yesterday. Um, there's a Yahoo Sports report and an ESPN report that came out, and it seems like these things keep coming out all the time, which is, which is just very unfortunate. Um, we want to invite our audience to join the conversation, of course. Um, give us a call, 516-387-1417. Uh, if you're too nervous to call, you can tweet at us at WKD Sports Huddle. And, of course, this show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Now I'd like to invite uh, my co-host on, um, coming to you live from... Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Mr. Dave Holcomb. Dave, how are you today? Maybe I'll try that. Uh, oops. Good, Hunter. How are you? Hunter, are you there? Can you hear me, Dave? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, I can. My gosh, these these button these buttons, man. I'm so I apologize about this. That that, that is that is brutal for me. Seemed like a bad rookie. <laughs> no problem. Okay, now we'll okay now we'll jump right in. Apologies yeah, yeah, first. we got a great show today. Uh, I wanted to send uh, regards to Tom as well. Uh, we we wish him luck on his interview on Monday. He's preparing all weekend for it. So, um, yeah, we hope to have him back next week, but uh, hoping good things for him on Monday. Perfect. Of course, yes. And, Tom, um, send your, our best wishes to your dad as well. Hope he's doing great. Um, so... 
it looks like so we're going to start off with the trade. <laughs> we're going to start off with the trade here. Um, so um, unless you guys people are people that are listening, do not follow the NHL. Um, the Penguins improved their team yesterday in a big three-team trade with the Ottawa Senators and the Vegas Golden Knights. They acquired Derek Broussard from Ottawa, and they gave up their first-round pick in this year's draft, defenseman Ian Cole, goaltending prospect Philip Gustafson, and they gave up a uh, third-round pick in next year's draft to Ottawa. And to Vegas, they sent their fourth-round pick, and they sent um, Brian Reeves, who they just acquired this year, to, uh, to Vegas. And in return, they get Derek Broussard, a uh, third-round pick, uh, forward prospect Tobias Lindbergh, and Vincent Dunn from Vegas. And, of course, I think most important, Vegas is retaining $2 million of Derek Broussard's salary. So he's only on contract on the books for $3 million the rest of this season and next season. I'd say that's pretty important. Um, this was a very right. complex deal. Um, it was rejected more than once, by the way, because of cap reasons. Uh, Bob McKenzie, actually, they uh, just had a he- heck of a thread on uh, Twitter. I was reading before the show even made me uh, have my head <laughs> it was it was something it was rejected yeah he uh he put about seven eight tweets so when you have time go read it and you can it's something but um um Derek Broussard this is a player who's been a nemesis to Pittsburgh he's played them the last four years in the in the playoffs I believe I saw a stat right. goals and 15 points in that span and, uh, Dave, we can recreate the HBK line, only maybe even better, Haglund-Brassard-Kessel. Yeah, I, I think they arguably are better at center than they were the last two years when they won the Stanley Cup, and that was the strength of their team when they won the Stanley Cup. So it is pretty scary uh, for the rest of the league anyway to think about what the Penguins could be down the stretch and in the playoffs. Uh, and and this, is, this trade was very exciting for me. Um, just, you know, the beginning of the season was, uh, I, I kind of felt the same way about the season that maybe the Penguins did. It's like, uh, it's hard to get up for these games in October and November. Part of it is my personal life, you know, starting a new job, uh, very, very busy during football season, hard to get into hockey. Now mm-hmm. I'm all in. Uh, Peng- Penguins are all in. Uh, they're going for the three P. I I think this, this trade is, is re-energizing the fan base. And it could have the same result in the locker room. I know they've been re-energized since the beginning of January, but this should only add more uh, motivation and energy to the locker room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, you're absolutely correct. I think they, they, ever since January 1st, I think they're like 16-3-1 and three and one now, 17-4-1. Hottest team in the league. They're now in first place in the Metropolitan Division. Um, this is... Jim Rutherford is going all in. I honestly didn't know if he'd do it to make a trade like this, but he ended up do, he ended up doing it. And you know, props to him. You know, you, you see a window, you, you go for it. Crosby and Malkin aren't going to be this good for that much longer. Which is it, it, it's hard to say when they were so young just just a short time ago. It is kind of something. But uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I agree. Uh, the, the window is, it's not closing, but it's, it's open right now and, and you, and you go for it. Um, we can discuss a lot of angles with the trade. And, and one of them is, you know, that, that uh, the Penguins haven't had a first round pick make an impact on their team since 2012. I think that was Oli Mata. Um, so it, it has been a while since the Penguins had 
first-round pick anyway from their farm system come up and, and, and make an impact for the team. And mm. it, it, the, it down the road, that will definitely come back to bite them. It's not – whether it will, it, it's going to at some point catch up to them that they haven't had a, a first-round pick make an impact in over half a decade. But you those first-round picks at this point – they're not going to help Crosby and Malkin win more Stanley Cups. So you use those assets in other ways to help you win now. Uh, and they have a, a chance to do something really special, Hunter. Uh, 3P hasn't been done in hockey since the early 80s. And the Steelers have never done it. The Steelers are kind of the, the marquee benchmark in Pittsburgh in terms of sports. And the Penguins could do something the Steelers have never done. 3P. So, you, of course, you go all in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, there's going to be a rebuild when all the big three, big four leave. But you know, you'll you'll cross that bridge when they start to get a bit older. You know, you'll you'll save a lot right. of your future. It's, you'll draft better. You know, you don't want to end up, of course, like the Red Wings are. They're going to be bad for a number of years before they get out of the mess that Ken Holland's putting in. But that that's a bridge long away from now. Um, they're all in. We're going for another cup, which which is which is. It's the right thing to do, you know. Um, I think about this trade, you know, of course, Ian Cole, when I saw he was in, you know, my heart kind of sank a little bit. He's been one of my favorite players in the last three and a half years. He's been such a good player on the ice, but also off the ice. I mean, you can see why he really is loved by teammates. He loved this. You know, I saw a quote this week. He, he Three days before he got traded, was like, you know, I don't want to win with any other team than this. You know, there's not a bunch of guys I want to play with. And, you know, he really did love it. It's probably very hard for him right now, which is which is unfortunate. He wasn't going to be back next year anyway, which, you know, they'll have to replace him. He's, he was playing very good since he was inserted back to the lineup. Yeah, an underrated part of the trade was, I don't want to say dumping coal, trading coal. Um, who's on an expiring contract. Normally the team trading the expiring contract is the non-contender. And the team taking on the expiring contract is the contender. And it was the opposite in this trade. The Senators are taking on the expiring contract, the free agent to be, and, and Broussard is, is not a rental. Uh, we have to talk about that. Uh, and you mentioned on the top, Vegas taking on his contract for next year. But, yeah, it, 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 I think that makes a whole – really hammers home the fact that this trade was an A for the Penguins, the fact that Broussard, if they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, is going to be a part of the the effort to win next year as well. Um, but for Ian Cole, I, I absolutely agree. An, an underrated part of their, their team the last two years, it, it's tough to see any of these guys go um, that helped them win two Stanley Cups. It was, hard, it was a hard summer with all the departures. Um, even guys like when Scott Wilson got traded, part of me was, you know, was, was hurt to see him go. Just any of these guys that helped him win two years in a row, it's hard to let go of, and Ian Cole especially. Um, my, my favorite memory of, of him, Hunter, was in game two last year in the first round against Columbus, beating mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Dubinsky into taking a penalty and yeah. just his rise, his the smile that he had, he knew exactly what he was doing, and Dubinsky fell for it. The Penguins score on the power play, and that was pretty much the end of the game, and, and maybe the end of the series because the Penguins went up 2-0 in that series and, and won in five games. So uh, a really smart hockey player, uh, tough as nails, could block a shot with his face, and, and he wouldn't bat an eye. Uh, I, I, the Penguins will definitely miss Ian Cole. 
Yeah, they, they definitely will. Um, he's, he's, he never wanted to leave. I saw last night, you know, teammates were kind of a little sad that he left. You know, they said he's a great teammate. Um, I was really got Josh Yoey from The Athletic. Uh, Chris Tang basically said, yeah, such a tough player, great person off the ice. Um, and apparently, apparently sources told him that Cole approached the manager and said he just wanted to stay in Pittsburgh for his entire career. He, he really, I mean, it wasn't going to happen, of course, because of the cap space, but he really did love Pittsburgh. And, you know, it's probably sad for him right now. I mean, I definitely feel bad for him. But, you know, Ottawa's going to flip him somewhere, um, hopefully not to a metropolitan team. I will be upset if that happens. Hopefully it's maybe some <laughs> West um, that, you know, has a chance of going all the way. And, you know, I'd be happy if Ian Cole went to a contender. That's like not the, the Caps or Flyers, only two teams that really don't want him going. Um, I think he has to go to Vegas because the Golden Knights already have four former Penguins, so they just they need um, more former Penguins. Yeah, and yeah, and speaking of Vegas, uh, they got into this kind of interestingly. Um, George McPhee said he actually really wanted Ryan Reeves in the deal, and you know, if you ask me, I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I guess it would be a little harder for Jim Rutherford, but uh, they're not going to flip him. Um, they're going to keep wants to keep him for the rest of the season. I mean, why not? You're in the playoffs. You're going to make the playoffs. Um, and they retained forty percent of Broussard's salary for the Penguins. So, uh, the report last night saying that they um, – I was going to use a different word, but they got in the way of Winnipeg. Um, they basically just stepped in and were like, no, Winnipeg, you're not going to get Derek Broussard. Well, you're going to send him back. You're going to keep him in the East because we don't need a plan. If we want to get to the Stanley Cup final, we'll meet him if we get to the Stanley Cup final. So they helped out the Penguins. Maybe it was like, a, you help us with Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll help you with this strain. And maybe that's how it happened. I'm not sure. I'm just getting ball here. But, um, Dave, does this yeah, that's what make... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just hammering home your point. That, but, yeah, that, that there were serious uh, reports that the, the Jets were, were involved in mm-hmm. the, uh, the the Bassard sweepstakes, and, and Vegas took on 40% of his salary for Pittsburgh just so that he didn't go to the Jets. Uh, pr- pretty exactly. incredible story. And when you think about it, Broussard and Kessel might play on a line together. <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, 3.2 million. I had to do math in my head there. 3.2 million of that, that those uh, two guys' salaries are being paid by other teams. It's <laughs> in, in, incredible to think about, uh, you know, teams helping the Penguins uh, with, with salary cap space. It's hilarious. Yeah, it really, yeah, the Leafs are paying Phil Kessel, you know, the Vegas are paying for Derek Brassard, right. you know. It is it is pretty funny how, how all that works works out. It, 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 it baffles me to, to no end that Toronto wanted to get rid of Phil Kessel so badly that they are going to pay $1.2 million of his salary for the next what? How many more years is on his deal? Five, six years? Uh, just, I can't believe they wanted to get rid of that guy so bad. MVP candidate. The game last night, he was incredible. Um, he was great. I yes. think he is a legitimate yes. MVP candidate. Sorry. I had to. I had to. You know, you had to. <laughs> Two, three-point night. Dave, you're supposed to say nice. Yes. Oh, man, you're supposed to say nice. 
That's the way it goes. I, I, I Thank What's that? You're supposed to say nice when someone says that. I, I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? I said he had 69 points after last night. You're supposed to say nice. Nice. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. Dave doesn't really know that on Twitter. When everyone says that, you're supposed to say nice because it's, it's always funny. But is this um, a is this a Fortnite joke? No, no, no. It, it, it's it's all it's been around for a little while. Not a Fortnite joke. <laughs> Um, but I do have a question, Dave. Um, does this make the Penguins the favorite again to win it all this season? Well, they may not be the favorite last season because they weren't without Chris Tang, but does it make the Penguins the right. favorite? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a good question because um, they really haven't been the favorite the last two years. It's going to be a different dynamic for them. They'll be the hunted instead of the hunter, uh, especially in the first two rounds. It, the Capitals have been the the favorite, but I, I I don't know if they're the favorite to win it all because there's a lot of good teams in the West, but I, I the expectation is they're going to the Eastern Conference Final. Anything yeah. less is going to be a disappointment, a big disappointment. Um, yeah. And I I think the expectation or the, the the they are the favorite to win the East. I'll say that right now. Broussard makes them the, the on paper the best team in the East. I know the Lightning and Bruins have had great seasons. And uh, that'll be a tough series no matter who they play, but, but if they both get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But uh, the way it's breaking down, there's no one in the Metro to me that, that is – unless something changes rapidly before the trade deadline, um, there's nobody in the Metro that I think can beat the Penguins in a seven-game series. Um, no. The Capitals, we know, just can't do it. It's a mental hurdle for them that they, they can't get over. And there's no other team that I can definitely say that, yeah, they they can contend with the Penguins in a seven-game series in that division. So as long as they stay and the Penguins have to have a collapse to, to get into the other bracket, into the Atlantic bracket, they're going to be in the Metropolitan bracket. And, and to me, they'll, they'll steamroll through that to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, it looks like in the first round, if they win the Metro, they could be playing someone like New Jersey, who has not made the playoffs in six years. Um, for some reason, I don't know why, Ray Shiro decided to buy this year when I think his team is still a couple years away from being a really good team. But, you know, when you have Taylor Hall, you got to please him. Um, that's probably why I did it. You know, Taylor Hall is awesome. But, um, and then you got to hope that hey, uh, Washington and Philadelphia would beat the hell out of each other in, in the other series. That would be cool. Right. Which is a distinct possibility. So um, yeah, we can see day. We can see our first Flyers Penguin series essentially this year. In almost, it's been six years since that last ridiculous series that these two teams played. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to see that because the Flyers seem to uh, play well against the Penguins in the playoffs. I, I think that the, the, obviously the Penguins are a much different team, different coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. No longer have the the Dan Bosma leadership that uh, just honestly wasn't very good at the end of his tenure. Uh, So it it should be okay to face the Flyers. But, yeah, that's a team that historically the Penguins have struggled against in the playoffs. So um, that'll that'll definitely be an interesting series if it happens. As far as Ray Shiro, though. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What about Ray Shiro? uh, I I, I, I think it's it's, – good that he's added um you, you know i know I, I agree with you the team seems to be a year or two away but 
Penguins were in a similar position in 08. Most people were saying they're a year or two away. He added Marion Hosa, went all in, and, and went to the finals. And that helped them get back to the finals the next year um, because of that experience. If the Devils are able to win a playoff series, then that, that experience will help them down the road when they are a legitimate contender. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But, like, I think my point of view is, like, I mean, New Jersey, who are you going to beat in the playoffs? If, if you meet Pittsburgh, uh, that, that could be quick. Um, you're not going to beat Tampa if you get the last wild card spot. They'll, they'll eat you alive, especially if they somehow please do not trade for Eric Carlson. And I hope this Ottawa Senators don't do it by the deadline. I don't know if you saw on Twitter yesterday, a lot of smoke to that. Um, the Senators are actually, really, actually may trade Eric Carlson, which is mind-blowing. It is. It is. I, I don't understand the motivation. I, I Honestly, I don't know Eric Carlson's contract situation, but a franchise player, obviously. Free agent. Isn't he locked up for a long time? No, he's a free agent. Not, um, no. In 2019, he's a free agent after next season with, with Derek Broussard. Well, the, didn't Ottawa just traded most of their players that they had on the team last year? Don't they have the space to sign Carlson? They could, but you know Eugene Melnick, man, he's he's something else. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't I don't get the motivation to uh, yeah to trade that, that Carlson. Um, hopefully, he doesn't go to the Devils. Uh, looking at the standings, they're four points back of the Flyers, who are really surging. Uh, I, 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 was, I think Shiro hopes that they get into that two or three spot in the Metro. That'll make it easier to win a playoff series. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think if they get matched up with the Penguins or Lightning, it could be a quick exit. But but you're not thinking that if you're a GM. If you're a GM, you're thinking uh, let, let's we're, we're going to make the tournament, so let's make our team better, and, and maybe we move up the standings. So, you know, Washington's not playing particularly well. They're not guaranteed to get a top three spot in the Metro with how tight it is. So maybe New Jersey sneaks in and we see Philly and, and New Jersey in the, in the first round as the two, three in the Metro. That, that would be something. Yeah. Uh, they, they play bad. They last played the playoffs when the Penguins and the Flyers played the playoffs in 2012. That's when the, uh, if I remember correctly, the Devils went to the Stanley cup final last time with, uh, yeah, they went right. back to yeah. Yeah, that was a long time. They haven't made the playoffs since in five years. But um, they yeah, with, uh, about the deal. Um, I think my big one would probably be losing Ian Cole. Yeah, that's my big one too, and we already talked about that. And, and um, really can't overstate it how important Cole was the last two years. Uh, I think the the thinking for for Rutherford and the Penguins though is they had a defenseman. That's been a conversation since they mm-hmm. added. Uh, Jamie Oleski, who's been great for them. Um, and they've already won a Stanley Cup with Chad Raweel, who's, let's face it, he's a journeyman NHL player, um, hmm. a guy that you really don't want to have in your top six. But he was in their top six last year without Chris Letang, and they won the Stanley Cup. So for if he has to be put into service because of an injury, as long as Chris Letang is still there, their blue line is in better shape la- than last year. So uh, I I think uh, that's kind of the the logic there for for losing Cole. My other reservation, not nearly as big as as losing Cole, is is what happens to the penalty kill. Um, And I know what your reaction is going to be, just throw anybody out there. And, and yeah, to some extent, that's okay. Uh, We saw Chris Kunitz 
play great on the penalty kill last year, never played on the PK. Yeah. But winning, winning face-offs, though, on, on the penalty kill is important. Um, and, and they really only have one center. The Penguins only have one center right now that has experience winning face-offs on the PK. Derek Broussard does not play uh, minutes on the penalty kill. So is he going to adapt and, and play PK minutes? Is it going to be Sidney Crosby? Um, Crosby's a yeah. better face-off guy than Broussard. Um, or is it going to be still Carter Rowney? With Rowney at the fourth-line center, the PK has been much better since uh, the beginning of December. It's been great since the beginning of December. Um, so does Sheehan and, and Rowney stay as those two centers winning face-offs on the PK? And, and if so, then you have to find a spot in the lineup for, for Carter Rowney. And we both would rather them not do that. But for PK yeah. uh, standpoint, that, that might be what they have to do. Well, I hope not. Um, you know, I know Cindy Crosby. He, <laughs> he has played the PK a lot more often this season than I've seen in previous seasons, which is good. He's actually done pretty good too. He, he's not. He's doing good. Um, I, I know we'll put Riley Shan out there. Um, Brian Dumoulin kills penalties. Um, I think Tom Kunako will come back in the lineup. He will kill penalties. He's probably one of the better ones. And I've seen Jamie Alexiak mm-hmm. out. There. You know, he's he's a big defenseman. He kills the penalties. Um, and Carl Haglund, um, he'll be out there. He's very good at it. Um, but I know what Jeff right, right. he always says is his characteristics for a third line zone. He wants them to score, produce. Um, he would like them to kill penalties. So I think they are going to try Broussard there, see how he does. Um, the unit's been very good, the top 10 unit right now. But I think it's, it's just kind of silly, you know, to play Carl Rowdy, what, yeah, three minutes a night for just PK, and you leave him on the bench. Yeah, you're down. Then you're basically down a forward for the rest of the game. And he doesn't even do much, but I mean, I think in the playoffs, honestly, I, he's not going to play when, when everyone's healthy. I think that'd be kind of wishful thinking. I mean, if Zach Asterisi, he, he may not even come down. He may not even go back down. Dominic Smith yeah. maybe get, get out of the lineup maybe a little bit. Um, could bring Daniel Sprong up. I'm not sure. But yeah, yeah I mean, you look at the forwards. I don't think there's a place for Carrati, even though, I mean, yeah, he's, he's one of their best penalty killers, but I mean, if that's all you can do and you have a lot of good forwards, I don't think there's more in some place in the lineup. I would agree as long as Broussard can prove that he can kill penalties. If, if Broussard can come in and, and prove that he can win faceoffs and, 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 and the PK doesn't miss a beat uh, with Broussard, then, then fine, yeah. Then, then make Rowney a, a scratcher or maybe he's not even on the roster, to be honest. Uh, I, I agree yeah, yeah. That it's it's tough to have him active when he's only doing one thing and and, and winning faceoffs on the PK, um, but I I just it's just a question mark for me. What the, the you asked me what uh, you know what what about the trade worries me or what reservations I have? That's that's the one thing. I'm, I'm I don't think it's a major problem. I don't think it was enough to say, oh, whoa, whoa, don't, don't do this trade. No, absolutely not. Go, go through with the trade and, and figure out PK later. But it is something that they'll have to figure out. And preferably, I would rather Crosby not uh, rack up even more minutes on the PK because he's playing a lot. Um, maybe he'll play less with the balance of all three lines now that they'll have and maybe even four lines. Um, and, and that'll allow him to have some minutes on the PK. But preferably, you have Broussard killing penalties. The PK doesn't miss a beat. Crosby gets the minutes on the power play and, and even strength. And, and yeah, Rowney is, is a healthy scratch. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure they'll try uh, Broussard there. You know, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try. I mean, you know, I think I think he could learn pretty quickly, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. There'll definitely be a lot more action, I think, today and tomorrow. You'll see some trades, um, lots of rentals out there. Um, the Rangers yeah. are going to have a fire sale. Um, it started a bit. Um, who else? Uh, the Red Wings could uh, sell off a bit. Um I'm trying to these, these sellers, man. Buff Buffalo, of course. Jason Bottle's going to be busy. Evander Kane's out there. Um, just a lot of the the, uh, the, bad, the bad teams are going to sell off that. Um, no idea what a team like Columbus is going to do or Carolina in the division. They're right on the cusp, but Columbus isn't playing that well. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting trade deadline. Um, you know, I think Twitter will definitely break if Eric Carlson is somehow <laughs> traded. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, that'll certainly be interesting if uh, interesting is, is an understatement. Carlson gets traded. Uh, one other team that uh, is one to watch, New York Islanders. Uh, what are they going to do? Uh, John, John Tavares is going to be a free agent. So in one sense, if they don't think he's going to come back, then maybe they sell. Uh, they're right on the bubble as well. They're they're four four and two in their last ten, so not particularly lighting the 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 house on fire lately. But I think you also still have a chance to sign Tavares, and you kind of still want to prove to him, hey, we're we're trying to win, we're trying to win. So maybe they do buy, but that could backfire if if uh, they buy a rental, he leaves, and then. Tavares leaves as well, so definitely interesting few next few days for the Islanders. Yeah, you, you never know what uh, Garth Snow is going to do. Um, they're right on the bubble as well. Um, you'd think they'd have to make the playoffs to uh, to convince JT to sign back. I know he's very loyal. That's one thing I know. But man, if I were you, I'd, I'd get out of there while you still can. Don't know what they're going to do. I think make the playoffs with Ian Cole. Their defense is atrocious. Um, honestly, yeah. don't care. Um, I don't really hate the I don't really dislike the Islanders. Um, yeah, I don't really. I just they're just fun to kind of like laugh at, kind of. I mean, you know, 1993 was a long time ago, so uh, <laughs> not not gone now. But uh, I think we'll have to uh, head to a commercial break here. Um, uh, coming up next, everyone, uh, the Pirates. Uh, you know, they, they snuck a little move in there before the Penguins did their big thing, and uh, it was it was a good move, everybody. The, the Pirates. We'll, we'll we'll see what Dave did, or how Dave reacted to what the Pirates uh, did yesterday. Don't go anywhere. Do you have a business, large or small, and you need some marketing help? Then RSP Marketing Services is the marketing firm you need offering a wide variety of marketing services and consultations. RSP Marketing Services can build you a professional website, produce video or radio commercials, draft and distribute press releases, create printed marketing items such as business cards, flyers, signs, etc., manage your social media, and so much more. RSP Marketing Services offers an a la carte selection of marketing tools, so you only buy what you need. Our team of professional graphic artists can create stunningly professional marketing materials tailored just for you. See our website, www.rspmarketingservices.com, for more information. That's www.rspmarketingservices.com. 
All right, welcome back to uh, Weekend Sports Hall. I am Hunter Hodes. And um, just a reminder that this show is brought to you by Arthur, author Mark Rosakio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. Dave, so um, uh, did the Pirates, did they do something good? Did they make the fans happy? <laughs> they traded someone for who's, who's good, right? Uh, Dave, what do you think of this deal? How happy were you? Did you, did you get any beers? I should have. I should have been celebrating on Thursday night, but I, I wasn't. I haven't celebrated really officially the Pissarro trade either, so maybe I'll just be <laughs> double fisting today. <laughs> but it's funny. You, you, you're kind of being sarcastic about, did the Pirates do something good? That's kind of what the Twitter reaction was. It was kind of like, you know, when, when uh, like everybody was just, looking around like did, did the pirates just do this did they did they yeah. this is actually a decent trade uh, and and it was like you know there's lots of pirates critics out there and and some pirates critics just criticize them no matter what they do um and i think a lot of them were actually silent they were like i don't have any complaints about this trade and i'm so surprised and that's the way i felt this was a good move they acquired outfielder Corey Dickerson from the Tampa Bay Rays for relief pitcher Daniel Hudson, minor league outfielder uh, Tristan Gray, and cash consideration. Pirates threw in some money, but Dickerson and Hudson are going to make about the same amount this season. So this wasn't a salary dump for the Rays. I don't know what Tampa Bay is thinking. Uh, Hudson wasn't particularly good out of the bullpen last year. He had an ERA above, above five. So um, to get Dickerson and help the lineup, if you look at the Pirates lineup now, it, it's not half bad. It really isn't. Uh, there's other parts of the team I'm still concerned about, but in terms of the, the lineup, they could score some runs this year. Yeah, yeah. I saw he had um, he had 20, 27 home runs last year, and they just – yeah, they, they, they let him walk. Uh, it's, it's definitely something um, – I think he becomes instantly one of the Pirates' best hitters for for this season with like uh, Josh Harrison and assuming he um, stays because of course the trade rumors and um, right. Charlie Martin. It, it's it's definitely something that you know Tampa was just like okay you can basically have him for free. Um, it, it was it was some, it was interesting. Yeah, it, it certainly was, and and uh, I'm glad you brought up the, the power that Dickerson has. 27 home runs last year, 24 the year before, and that was the big concern. Him coming from Colorado, uh, yeah. After the 2015 season, everybody was saying, "Well, what is he going to do in Tampa Bay? He's not going to be as good, and uh, or not have as much power, and not benefit from hitting at Coors Field." He was better in Tampa Bay. Uh, especially power-wise, uh, if you were at bats in Colorado, but uh, he had arguably more power with with Tampa Bay, hitting more home runs. So uh, he's probably going to bat third for for the Pirates, take McCutcheon's spot there in the lineup. And I, I'll have to double check, but I I don't think Andrew McCutcheon had 27 home runs last year. McCutcheon's not really a home run hitter, but uh, Dickerson makes them better in that sense. That they that he uh, has more power. Oh, I stand corrected. I just looked it up. McCutcheon had 28 home runs, so about the same amount for Dickerson, oh, yeah. 27 last season. Um, and I, w- one thing that I'll, I'll be interested to see, Hunter, where does he bat in the lineup? I, I said he'll bat third, but 
the Rays had him batting leadoff last year. I, I don't understand that at all. Um, it's not like the Rays had other power hitters to bat third and fourth. To me, Dickerson is a three-hitter on a team that's fighting for the playoffs, a team not expected to go to the playoffs. So uh, I, I would think Dickerson will bat third for the Pirates. Yeah, yeah, that, that would definitely be interesting to see as well. Um, it is kind of odd that, you know, he would bat uh, lead off, you know. But, uh, you know, the Rays are the Rays, you know. They play in Tropicana Field, that's all I have to say. That is not have a you been in the Tropicana Field? My, uh, I've seen pictures of inside it. My um, One of my good um, – uh, my mom's good friends has been there. He showed me. And, um, it's safe to say it kind of looks like a dump. Uh, that's I think that's what it is. Not a baseball place. Yeah, I I was there last summer for the first time and. How was it? It it was like a bad hockey arena. Oh God! It sounds like it sounds like Barclays in Brooklyn. Barclays is really nice though. That's the thing. Barclays is a really nice uh, building. It's beautiful, but for hockey, it's you know it's not good because of the sight lines. But uh, yeah, Tropicana Field. I think if there were a lot of people that went out for the game at Tropicana Field, it might be loud. It might be an exciting uh, atmosphere. They have, like, the cowbells. So it, it, it might be uh, great if it's a sellout, but, but the location of the stadium doesn't allow them to get fans. Uh, and there were more Reds fans the day I was there than, than Rays fans. And it's like the, the Reds. We're not close to Cincinnati. Uh, uh, it's just – what was not a good showing by their fans. And, and when you have an empty stadium and the stadium isn't particularly nice, uh, it, it, it appears even to be more yeah. of a dump, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it doesn't look that friend. It doesn't look fan friendly at all, which I'm not going to go there. It just, you know, I've been to Tampa a few times, but <clears throat> definitely don't want to go to that stadium. But Dave, um, do you think this deal will have some people go buy more tickets for the pirates? <laughs> I think it could and, and and this is the negative part I guess I'll say of the trade uh, this is what the Pirates kind of do they, they they do just enough to bait you in to keep watching you know and this might be enough to have me keep watching so I'm sure that other fans are, are kind of feeling the same way that okay they, they did this this is this was a good this was a good move they gave up cash to get uh to get Dickerson, so maybe not all is lost for the Pirates, and, and in a lot of ways, I think that's true, but ultimately, I'm still very angry about what has transpired and uh, over the over the off season. so um, it, it's it's uh, got to find a happy medium there, I guess, but but I think you're right that more people could be, uh, could come back. Um, you might have to call those those people suckers. Um, in some ways, but but uh, but yeah, I think the Pirates with this deal, they had to do something, right, Hunter? They had to do something just for PR standpoint, and I think oh, this, yeah. this kind of status, this kind of satisfies that. Yeah, they had to be like, okay, you know, we gotta we gotta do something, you know, to back up uh, Clint Hurdle's comments saying, you know, it's gonna be great when we have champagne on, <laughs> because you know, I mean, like you said, you have to say that, but, you know, of course the fans are just going to laugh in his face. Uh, so <laughs> you got to do something. And that's absolutely correct. Um, the, the, the thing that uh, you can't get too excited, the reason why you can't get too excited about this deal is they had a good lineup last year too. Um, and, and as I said, the McCutcheon 
had 28 home runs, Dickerson 27. In, in a lot of ways, uh, it almost hurts me to say this, but Dickerson probably will be a, gr- a pretty good replacement for for McCutcheon. But they had McCutcheon, and they didn't make the playoffs. They, they won only 75 games last year. So did, are they really better than last year with Dickerson? No, they're not. They still don't have the starting pitching. They still don't have enough power. And, and Dickerson has power, but he all he does is replaces McCutcheon's power. They don't have enough power uh, to compete in modern-day baseball, and they don't have the starting pitching. And the reason why they don't have those things, Hunter, is those things cost money. Those things cost money on the the free agent market. If you want a legit ace, if you want a first baseman that hits for power, you got to open the wallet, and the Pirates don't do that. So that until they open the wallet, they're not going to have – uh, a ton of power or, or, or great starting pitching. They have to develop those things, and, and they haven't been able to do that since 2015. Yeah, yeah. You know, the lineup is it's definitely not going to be as as strong as it was last year. You know, due to of course McCutcheon. But you know, we'll see if um, if uh, Dirkerson can um, replace um, some of uh, McCutcheon's numbers. You know, it's good. I mean, home runs it may be a bit easier, but not for some of his other numbers, which which have been pretty steady uh, as long as McCutcheon was uh, there. Um, I think we're going to go to another break now. Um, After this, um, we had another terrible day for uh, college basketball. Another uh, scandal came out. So um, Dave uh, Dave will uh, explain what happened with that when we uh, come back from the break. Don't go anywhere. Remember when you used to love diving into a new book and imagining new worlds and times? There is no reason you have to stop. At RSP Launchpad, we launch your imagination with our quality authors and books. RSP Launchpad offers titles in both softback and ebook, compatible with any of today's ebook readers. RSP Launchpad has titles across all genres and age groups, and we are certain you will find books you and your family will love and enjoy. We offer exclusive author signed copies, as well as gift cards and so much more. Shipping is free on all purchases of $40 or more. So come browse our store at www.rsplaunchpad.com. That's www.rsplaunchpad.com. Happy reading. And uh, welcome back to uh, Weekend Sports Huddle. Um, a reminder that um, we still have time to take one call if you want to talk about the Derek Broussard trade, uh, the Pirates making a signing, or uh, this upcoming college basketball assignment, give us a call, 516-387-1417. And, uh, of course, as always, the show is brought to you by author Marco Sacchio. Learn the secret of the human mind and the laws of the universe that will guide you toward wealth and health. Learn more at www.marcosacchio.com. So, Dave, there was another I was reading um, in class uh, when it came out yesterday morning that Another case in college basketball, another scandal or corruption case. There's been just been so many over the years, it seems. You know, you had Louisville this year. Um, yeah. With Patino. Um, there are others with North Carolina, I remember. Um, I even had saw a member of um, your college, Dave, Syracuse, had a uh, scandal for a bit. <laughs> um, yeah. That was a few years ago. But um, a lot more ACC teams, a lot more co- uh, Division One teams are involved in this. Not my call, not my ACC team, though. Virginia Tech stayed clean in this, so I was a bit nervous when this report came out, but UVA was, which is, you know, I always like to harp on UVA because they're the rivals of my school. But um, 
Right. Dave, <laughs> go ahead and explain what exactly was in this report from a lot of the ACC and the, and the players. Well, I, I, it's interesting you call it another report. Uh, to me, it's just kind of a continuation of what we, we saw in September. And September was kind of the tip of the iceberg with with a few assistant coaches getting fired and eventually Rick Pitino getting fired. Um, Rick Pitino's had so many scandals, you, you, you can't keep track. It's ridiculous. <laughs> they lost their 2013 banner uh, national championship this week, and that was for a different scandal yeah. than the one that – he got fired for. He got fired for something different. Uh, and so for a casual fan, it's hard to keep track. But but basically this report that came out of Yahoo Sports early Friday morning um, was the bombshell that we were waiting for in college basketball, what we, what we were expecting to see uh, lots of teams. In layman's terms, players accepting money from agents, and, and the agency is uh, ASM. Uh, their uh, one of their workers, uh, one of their agents, Christian Dawkins, was arrested as a part of that uh, FBI probe back in September, um, and he is the guy that has been the center point of all of this. He's the agent that's been talking to the players, the families, um, and some of the coaches. And the really big news that broke late last night, Hunter. Uh, was what I was kind of expecting. I thought the Yahoo report was big, but it wasn't as huge as it could have been. Um, no. And we'll get to more of why uh, in a minute. But but the really big news last night was, you're right, Sean Miller, the Arizona coach, uh, mm-hmm. caught on wiretap talking to this agent, Christian Dawkins, about giving $100,000 to freshman DeAndre Itone. Uh I'm not sure if that's yeah. how you say his last name, but – but play? but he's a sorry to play for the team Arizona yeah to play for the team to to oh play for Arizona he, yeah he's on the Sean Miller on wiretap with this agent talking about giving this freshman hundred thousand dollars to play for Arizona and and this this freshman is a player of the year candidate probably the front runner at this point um, to win player of the year so. Uh, this is bad. This is bad for college basketball. This is bad for Miller. I don't see how he survives this. Uh, Rick Pitino wasn't caught on wiretap, and, and he got fired for basically yeah. the same thing, and, and he was able to try and deny it at least, and uh, there's no evidence that he knew about the $100,000 that they gave their uh, recruit, Brian Bowen, last summer. Um, but but if this evidence is true and Miller is in his voice and if, and if he, it's a hundred percent, his voice is on tape talking about this, he, he's going to be fired. His career is over. He might go to jail, Hunter. Yeah, that, that's, that's awful. <laughs> Dave, remember when he was going to go to Pitt, the rumors to Pitt for Sean Miller? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were Pitt, uh, media people mocking Sean Miller and mocking, uh, you know, the 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 fact that the fans wanted him so badly. Uh, it's just it's strange. A lot of media people in Pittsburgh have been defending Kevin Stallings, and I I don't understand why. I guess you can say Stallings is clean. Stallings isn't involved in this scandal. Yeah. Well, Pitt, Pitt is also 0 and 15 in the ACC, so. Yeah. We'll be clean. We have a clean zero by the end of the year. If you know what I mean. <laughs> Right, uh, yeah. a clean zero. 
but yeah, it's just that that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, people. I don't know why this continues to happen. They think they can get away with it. He's definitely gonna get um, fired. Um, honestly, uh, it's just it's unfortunate, you know, with with all of this that's going on. It's not good for the game. All these colleges, especially for the players, you know. Um, but yeah, I saw it was just all these ACC teams were involved in the other report too. You know, Duke, North Carolina, right. um, Virginia was involved. Usually they're pretty clean. Um, UVA, I mean, they're usually pretty clean. With this kind of stuff. Um, the North Carolina schools don't surprise me. Uh, Duke and North Carolina, they've been busted before for other things, especially UNC with Roy Williams. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, there's probably going to be more coming out in the next couple of days, wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think fans need to keep that in mind. Uh, your reaction was, oh, thank God Virginia Tech's not involved in this. And, and this is just – I don't want to say this is the beginning, but this is not the end. Um, so, you know, Syracuse isn't in the clear. Virginia Tech and, and, and other Power Five schools—they're not—they're not in the clear. Um, so, you know, we got to keep holding our breath here as fans that uh, our teams won't be pulled into this because there's there's going to be more coming out. I think there'll be more uh, news reports like what happened with Sean Miller last night. I, I really doubt that he's the only coach. Him and Patino are the only coaches offering six figures to these guys. I think it's much more common than we realize. Um, but, but returning to the Yahoo report real quick, I think oh. what's interesting there and, and what we need to, to note is not all of these schools, at least not yet, um, it, has it been proven that they're offering thousands of dollars through agencies to the recruits. The, the issue that Duke, North Carolina, Virginia had was their players were meeting with this agency um, for for oh. dinner and to talk of, and to talk about their their players' NBA uh, aspirations. Um, yeah. I know the the Virginia player was uh, Marcus, no Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon, um, and uh, his mom. It wasn't even him. It was his mom who met with this agency and they had dinner. And the agency paid for I don't know sixty four dollar dinner or whatever it was. And that's wow. what they're being cited for. So before we go ridiculing and bashing Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, you have to keep in mind that this, if these violations are true, they're pretty minor, you know, players don't get paid anything. I know they get scholarships. I get that. They get to go to school for free in a lot of cases, but the colleges are making millions of dollars on these kids and they don't make a cent. They can't even sell their autograph for $10. And then when their mother, not even them, their mother is going out to talk to an agent, and the agent decides, oh, you know what, I'll pick up your tab. That is a violation. That, that is not the same as giving $100,000 to a, a top-of-the-line recruit. I get it. It's against the rules, and there should be some kind of punishment. But I guess what I'm arguing is the rules should be changed. It's absolutely ludicrous that we're talking about, uh, you know, $50, $60 meal here as, as uh, a, a recruiting violation or a violation. Um, and and the, uh, the last thing I'll say about Duke, Wendell Carter is, is the guy that met with the agency and the agency paid for his family or his dinner or whatever. That meeting reportedly happened before he was in college. 
So, oh so how does how how is that going to be a punishment for Duke? How can Duke police that? How can the NCAA police that if if he meets mm-hmm. with an agent before he's even in school? Yeah, that that's just that, that's weird. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't get that either. It doesn't make any sense to me. I can't. I, my brain. It doesn't. I'm not. I don't have an answer for that. It, it it's weird. And I'm not going to pretend like I have all the answers. I know there's a lot of there were a, 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 lots of discussions on Twitter Friday for this is what they need to do. This is the rule changes the NCAA needs to make to to uh, to get players paid or or whatever. I think the best proposal I've heard is follow the Olympic model. Maybe that's a popular take because the Olympics are going on right now. But the Olympics yeah. athletes are technically amateur. Um, and, and, but that's their full-time job. They, they get paid through sponsorships and endorsement deals. So why can't Baker Mayfield do a commercial and get paid for it? Because the college is making money off of his likeness, so why can't he make money off of his likeness? Maybe that is a better proposal than just having free agency and basically having the colleges offer $100,000 to each player or top-of-the-line players and having that be legal. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is something we can discuss further down the line, especially when Tom returns. But uh, yeah. the, the the thing that has become very clear in the last six months, there needs to be a change. There needs to be a change in college basketball and really college sports because, okay, we haven't had these scandals in football, but do you really believe that football teams aren't offering six figures to top-of-the-line recruits too? I, I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens it's, it's at, be, at, at top schools. Yeah, football, I mean, it, it'll come out at some point. I, I really do think that. I really think there will be a at some point a few years down the road, there will be a football report that, you know, some of the similar stuff happened. And, you know, because like, I know you can't pay the college athletes, but I, I'm sure there's going to be a report around those lines similar to this, honestly. I really do. And some, some of the Division One schools are going to get in trouble, a Power 5 school. And it's going to have the same, the same trickle down effect that this that this one's having. I really do think that this isn't the end for a final long shot, honestly. The argument I've heard for why it's not as popular in football, and I, I think this is true, is it's harder to project a 18 year old how he's going to do in the NFL. Uh, it's pretty. I don't want to say it's easy, but it's much easier. To project how an 18-year-old is going to do in the NBA, uh, it just their game translates much better. We all knew LeBron James was going to be great. Uh, yeah. He didn't even go to college. Uh, we all knew he was going to be great. We we all know these one-and-done freshmen that they're going to be one-and-done and they're going to be top five picks. And, and, and in general, they're all hits. They're all great players in the NBA. Nobody knows what Lamar Jackson is going to do in, in, in the NFL. Uh, yep. And we'll, we're going to talk about that too in, in uh, probably next week. But um, it's harder. It's hard. So it's harder to project a prospect in, in college football. So uh, the agency isn't as likely to offer money for for them to uh, for a potential future uh, deal when they are professionals. Um, and the other thing is, you have to spend more than one year in in college football. Uh, the agency only has to wait one season. And then you're pro and you sign with, with that agent if they gave you the, the bribe, basically. Um, in, in college football, they have to wait two, three years. So it's a, 
they don't want to wait that long. So I, I can see those arguments for why maybe this isn't as popular in college football, but, but Hunter, I, I agree with you. It, it absolutely happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just disturbing how these, we always have a college uh, uh, sports report coming out. I mean, just to summarize up, it's, it's, they just come out every just two, three years and, and you know, it has to stop. You know, it, it, it's just, it's going on way too long. These people need to, you know, they need to get out, you know, get fired or something. I don't know. Like you said, they just need to make some changes. But um, I think uh, before we end this episode, um, we all, I think uh, Dave will agree. We want to shout out to the U.S. women's hockey team. Uh, what an amazing victory over Team Canada. That was the – I can honestly say that was the first full um, international women's match that I have watched, and uh, I, I got hooked. Um, that was there; those players are outstanding. Um, they're real. They're they're just that was one of the best games I've watched. Um, Amanda Kessel, uh, you are now a gold medalist along with Bill Kessel's two Stanley uh, Cups. That was a gorgeous <laughs> goal, and talk about that move in the shootout by. Uh, now I just her name just bumped uh, the La, uh, La, Lamaru I think is her name. Um, that yes, was a yes. gorgeous to beat uh, the Canada Miner. So um, that that was awesome. Uh, the American men could have used the women in the shootout for for their uh, game. Yeah. Uh, no, the the women <laughs> the women were awesome. I'm glad you brought this up to end the show. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the women's tournament. Uh, I, I didn't watch any games other than the U.S. team, but mm-hmm. I love U.S. women's hockey. I got into it in Sochi uh, in yeah. 2014. Heartbreaking loss in the gold medal round, um, and I'm so happy for them that they got the redemption that they deserve because uh, they're they seem like a great group of girls, and uh, now they're champions. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. They're so talented, and I hope. It- this brings more attention to women's hockey in America. I hope so too. Yeah. Um, they, they, they played their butts off. They, they, they are, they were outstanding. That's a great team. And I uh, also want to shout out uh, the German men's team. They beat Canada yesterday. Uh, uh, Dave, that's the first uh, Tom Kuhnockel uh, running for the Penguins sent the German to the Olympics. And apparently he FaceTimed with the team. Very, very happy. Uh, congrats to Germany. Um, you know, um, that's probably going to be the last time it happens for a very long time because I think the NHL will be going back to the next Olympics, or at least we hope. But um, they will be yeah. playing Russia. And um, I think the run, you know, if they could be Russia, you know, um, that will also be a heck of an upset. Um, the Russians actually have pretty good play of Ilya Kovalchuk, Pavel Datsuk, a bunch of others from the KHL. So that, I think, will be actually honestly be an even bigger upset because Canada honestly wasn't that good coming into this tournament. Um, that'll be it for uh, this show, everyone. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, next week, we'll have more on, I'm sure, the NHL trade deadline and um, Lamar Jackson with Louisville and where his draft stock is at. And we'll get our other co-host on back in Tom Pollan. Go kick butt on that interview, Tom. We're all pulling for you. And we'll be back next week at 10 a.m. Eastern time. See you then.